Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got some news. Speaker Kevin McCarthy has reached out to House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. Number two, Chuck Schumer is headed to China. And number three, the future of cybersecurity, our latest editorial project. All right, good Tuesday morning. There is a lot happening on Capitol Hill. The government is funded until November 17th, but Kevin McCarthy's future is uh, in the balance here. With his speakership on the line, we've got some news that McCarthy made a late Monday call to none other than House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. Now, as we've talked about on this podcast many times, Jeffries and McCarthy have built up a strong rapport over the last nine months. It is a significant change from the relationship that McCarthy had with the former Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The two men talk frequently and have made it their business to basically try to keep lines of communication open, even as their parties war in the Capitol. Now, there has been a lot of questions about what are Democrats going to do when it comes to McCarthy and the speakership. Uh, Matt Gates, the Republican from Florida, was at hand yesterday when he did finally filed what he had been threatening to file for weeks, if not months now, the motion to vacate. When we asked Jeffries Monday night if the onus was on McCarthy to seek Democrats' help in beating back an attempt by Gates to oust him, the normal, normally unflappable New Yorker made clear the speaker would have to be the one to do the asking. He said, quote, who would it be on? Who would it possibly be on? That's my question. So there's very strong sentiment against helping McCarthy inside the Democratic caucus, according to multiple lawmakers and aides. And Jeffries won't do so without the approval from his Democratic colleagues. So let's be abundantly clear here where things are for McCarthy he's in immediate danger of losing his speakership. Even though McCarthy's allies are publicly expressing confidence behind the scenes, his leadership team is taking the threat extremely seriously. McCarthy has two days, today and tomorrow, to schedule a vote on Gates's motion to vacate resolution. That vote could come as soon as noon today, and McCarthy is stuck. He probably can't win with Republican votes alone, and Democrats who don't trust him and are really upset with him for the fact that he opened up an official impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden are less than eager to waltz in the middle of a Republican civil war in order to prop McCarthy up. So let's talk about what we do know. There is going to be a big moment today. Both the House Democratic Caucus and House Republican Conference will be meeting separately at 9 a.m. What we're watching, McCarthy and Jeffries' tone, tenor, and message in these sessions will go a long way toward determining what happens next. Democratic leadership told their members to prepare for a quote-unquote extended caucus meeting. They're also not allowing members to bring their phones or staff into the closed-door session. So let's talk about the count, because the numbers are really what matter here. There are seven House Republicans who told us last night that they plan to vote to oust McCarthy or are leaning in that direction. If that holds, the only way McCarthy could remain speaker is if Democrats dun, 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 bail him out. So let's start with, and this is an important caveat, before we get into who's saying what right now. Every time we write about a vote count, they change. Members can be persuaded one way or another, but here is the breakdown as of 
a little bit before 5 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Here are the members who want to get rid of McCarthy. That's Representatives Matt Gates, Bob Good, Tim Burchett, and Eli Crane. The lean yes. In that camp, there's Matt Rosendale, Dan Bishop, and Andy Biggs. And the undecideds, Mike Cloud, Andy Ogles, Keith Seff, Ken Buck, and Ralph Norman. So remember here, McCarthy can only lose the support of four lawmakers if all members cast votes. So enough opposition has already materialized to oust McCarthy absent, as we've said a couple times here, Democratic support. All right, let's talk about the Democrats. So Jeffries met Monday night with his leadership team, including Minority Whip Catherine Clark and Democratic Caucus Chair Pete Aguilar, plus lawmakers representing disparate factions of the caucus. According to multiple attendees, the overwhelming sense was that Democrats shouldn't intervene to save McCarthy. And if they do, everything must go through Jeffries. There's a lot of questions. What would they ask for? Would there be some kind of, you know, coalition governing deal that would be would be done. Um, this also creates a lot of problems for Republicans and for McCarthy in particular. How is he going to continue to raise money when it when he's, you know, kind of saved by Democrats here? So this is going to be something that we are going to be watching extremely closely this morning uh, coming out of that meeting what the body language is and we will be updating everyone. If you're not already a premium member, we definitely suggest if you want to get texts and the regular afternoon and evening updates, you can do that by going to punchbowl.news. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning. More news. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer will be traveling to China later this week as part of a bipartisan three-country swing through Asia, according to his office. Now, the significance of Schumer's visit, as Andrew Desiderio reports, cannot be overstated. The New York Democrat is a longtime China hawk, and tensions between Washington and Beijing are sky high on a range of issues. Schumer's office told us that his goal is to, quote, advance U.S. economic and national security interests in the region. He's going to be leading this trip alongside Senator Mike Crapo, the Republican from Idaho, ranking member of the Senate Finance Committee. Other senators in the group will include... Bill Cassidy from Louisiana, Maggie Hassan from New Hampshire, John Kennedy from Louisiana, and John Ossoff from Georgia. The trip will also include a visit to South Korea and Japan. And interestingly, the delegation is hoping to secure a meeting with the Chinese president, we were told. So as of this writing, Schumer's office would only say that the senators plan to meet with, quote, government leaders and business leaders from each country and from U.S. companies operating in each country. We're told that Schumer plans to raise several issues during his meetings in China, some of which are central to the Senate's recent work on China policy. Schumer led the passage of the Chips and Science Act, which aims to boost domestic semiconductor manufacturing as a way to better compete with China. Schumer also wants to pass another massive and more comprehensive package to counter China next year. Also, you could definitely expect that human rights and China's record on that is going to be something that is going to come up, as well as its role in the ongoing fentanyl crisis in the United States and its foreign policy. So going to be very interesting to see how this uh, ends up moving forward and what the results are out of it. Earlier this year, there were three top Biden administration officials, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, and Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo, who traveled to China with similar objectives. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. 
the future of cybersecurity. We have a new editorial project that is launching this morning devoted over the next four weeks to covering the issue as Cybersecurity Awareness Month gets underway. We're going to be delving into the efforts in Congress and the administration to regulate it, the key players, and more. In many ways, Congress and the world has been playing catch up on cybersecurity, but the 2024 election brings a new sense of urgency to this issue for U.S. policymakers. Much of that concern centers around the new capabilities artificial intelligence adds the mix, even as lawmakers acknowledge its benefits and potential to supercharge new workforce opportunities. This is going to be a super interesting profile. We also have a special edition podcast that is going to be part of this. Each week, I'm going to be talking with Andrew Desiderio on our team who has been leading the charge on the Future of Cybersecurity project, diving deep in terms of the state of play, which is out this morning. We're going to look at the legislative uh, pathways, who the players are, and much more over the next four weeks. You can go to that uh, at our homepage at punchbowl.news to click on the future of cybersecurity and check it all out. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch, share it on social media. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. Thanks so much. Have a great day and stay safe.